This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. This episode is brought to you by Boxer. Boxu is a premium Japanese snack and tea subscription box that takes you on a gourmet journey through Japan. And they handpick a themed variety of Japanese snacks. And these are not like convenience store snacks. No, these no, are no. artisan stuff. Yeah, Matthew and I each got uh, one of their recent boxes, which was a bunch of snacks from Kyoto. And it was tea themed. Yeah, so there was like a matcha yeast bread, a matcha rusk. Oh, that was, was delicious. Delicious. There were these sardine flavored rice crackers that I love. Yes, and there were some chocolate, like hard chocolate cookies that were deeply chocolate flavored and not very sweet. This was great. It exceeded expectations. So to get your own boxu or Boxu. It's B-O-K-K-S-U, by the way. You might pronounce it Boxu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get either the classic box or the tasting box, and they ship free worldwide. Yeah, sign up today at Boxu. That's B-O-K-K-S-U dot com. And use the code MILK5 at checkout for $5 off your first box. That's B-O-K-K-S-U dot com. Offer code MILK5. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have it. That is true, because in fact, we have already eaten uh, all. all of today's lunch, which is what we're about to discuss. Yep, and today's lunch was a bunch of breath mints. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, we did just tape the breath mint episode that you probably listened to last week. My God, we hope you listened to it last mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. Anyway, because now it's too late. Today, we are discussing, I don't, this episode, it was difficult to name. We're calling it Pasta Whip. Or like I think noodle that's the whips. most elegant name we could have come up with. <laughs> Wits. Wits. Um, Basically, I so well, um, I wrote noodle widths, and then I, then we decided we were just going to uh, stick to Italian pasta this time. So I changed it so so we wouldn't so we, we wouldn't feel like we were, pasta we were instead leaving of out Asian noodles, which I'm sure we'll do widths of that sometime. Yeah, I feel like we should definitely do like Japanese noodles widths. or widths, mm-hmm. Japanese noodle widths. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out that this episode was suggested by host Molly. Oh, thank you, host Molly. Yeah, host Molly thought of it in the middle of the night once when she wasn't sleeping. Uh-huh. Uh, and she wished she were sleeping. One, when you say once, it makes it sound like this that was, was like the only time. 20 years ago. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Everyone knows this is not the only time you found yourself thinking about pasta widths in the middle of the night. 
<laughs> no, I think I was just sort of, sometimes my brain wakes me up because it's like, hey, we've got stuff to think about and you didn't make any time during the day to think about it. Oh, it's the worst. Do I you know. keep like a pad by the bed I to do, write? I do, I do, but, but um, I need to... Uh, I always want to turn the light on to write on right. the pad, and that would disturb my partner. Exactly. Same situation. So sometimes I write on the pad in the dark, but then that never feels very good. Yeah, then you wake up and you're like, what does Grom <laughs> flag mean? Anyway. It seemed really important at the time. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and our topic for today is Grom flag. <laughs> We, we ha- already had one one topic that we were going to discuss today, uh-huh. and we needed a second one. And I was uh, I was planning to brainstorm on it during the day, and then I didn't. So then my brain woke me up at night so that I could think about it, <laughs> and I did. And I came up with pasta wicks. That of all You're the welcome. things that you could be tormented by in the middle of the night, it's that seems bad. like one of the nicest ones, right? I just laid there going like a linguine, <laughs> and this didn't disturb your partner at all. <laughs> no, it was just in my head. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyway, what I originally had in mind was like flat pastas, but uh-huh. then are you know cut like a, like a, a sheet that is put through a, a roller put and is the then ringer. cut to different different widths. Yeah, and We're, then I threw in the round ones too, which I, are extruded. Yeah, done but made by a different method. Uh huh. I just wanted to clarify for okay. all the, for all the pasta nerds out there who are like Molly and Matthew. Do you guys not know that that these round pastas are made in a different way from the flat pastas? Oh, I think the pasta nerds are going to be able to point out many inconsistencies yes. and omissions in this episode. Fine, uh, but uh, we're going to press on regardless. Okay. I've I mean I've cranked pasta. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> okay, um, I've cranked pasta too. Great. Okay. Uh, so where should we begin? Memory lane, obviously. Let's go down memory lane. So I feel like, you know, the, the pasta that my family always kept around, I think was like fettuccine, honestly. Interesting. Or maybe linguine. I think it was fettuccine. Huh. Like when my parents would make pesto, I, I seem to remember them like always whipping out a box of fettuccine or something. But I remember... There being a period of time, this was no doubt in the 80s, when angel hair first started showing yes. up on menus. And it would usually be like Capellini Pomodoro, like yep. angel hair in some sort of like a chopped tomato yep. sauce, right? And I remember to my kid palate that was so sophisticated and yet so easy to love. And I I felt the same way. And yet, ha- has there been an angel hair backlash I mean, like maybe 10 years ago or something. Uh, Yeah, I feel like angel hair just kind of fell out of favor. But it's not just that it fell out of favor because I've heard people actively complain about how much they dislike it. Do they think it's like too... And I kind of agree. Really? Do do you think it's like too mushy? Yes, it it doesn't have any snap to it. It looks good. And it's like it's like fun to like run your fingers through it. Uh, yeah, I uh-huh. mean, it, if you like to put your hands in <laughs> bowls of pasta before you eat them, well, before you eat your hands, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because they had some sauce. <laughs> no, but- uh, these are, I only eat boneless hands, however. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, I do regularly buy capellini, like, you know, kind of swirled up in nests. Oh, that's that is pretty. It's real satisfying. I buy it because I keep it around for this super easy soup that I make when we can't think of anything to eat. And it's Charlie Brigham soup. Is right. What we call it in my family. It's just chicken broth. You cook angel hair in it. Three minutes. Put in a beaten egg. And oh, that's in Brodo. Yeah. Basically, um, it's in Brodo. That, that movie with. 
Colin Farrell, <laughs> right? Um, I, in soup, it's different because, like, I can definitely see myself going for some angel hair in soup where it's not, whereas pasta and soup is not supposed to have an al dente texture yeah, for the most part. And I, what I kind of enjoy is that uh, in the Charlie Brigham soup, inevitably I have a little bit leftover, like a half portion that I'll eat with lunch the next day. And the noodles always get swollen with broth so that it becomes almost sort of just a pasta dish. Like the broth just disappears overnight into the noodles. And yet they don't fall apart. That's what I was going to ask. They still hold their integrity. That's amazing. It's kind of nice. I don't know. I like it. I feel like there's a time and a place for it. Okay, will will you bring me some, some leftover, leftover swollen pasta? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thanks. Um, but anyway, I, I do I don't see Capellini on on menus much anymore. I feel like now you might see uh, sort of its uh, like cousin from the Piedmont region, Tayarin. Oh yeah, which is a, which is also a really thin pasta. But isn't not that quite closer that to like is, is that is that not just like Piedmontese for tagliarini or is it different? I don't know the answer. I'm, well, I'm genuinely posing this ta- question. I don't, I don't know tagliarini. What what's that one? Like? Oh, tagliarini is like the, pretty much the same as tagliatelle. Wow, we're no, really no no no. Hold okay. on, tagliatelle is much wider than tagliarini. Okay, yeah, I don't know. But, but I think yeah. it's a very egg. So tyrene is a very egg yolk rich pasta. Okay. And it is, um, yeah, made by hand. It is um, kind of esoteric, but it's it's very thin and it's very delicate like angel hair. Do you like but run your hands through it? Yeah. I mean, I pretty much, yeah, I go to the one restaurant that I know of that serves it here in Seattle, Spinasse. Spinasse, yeah. And I basically just sit down in front of a bowl of it and I just pick it up with my hands and I kind of like turn it. Like it's kind of like a water balloon, you know, like that. That's, <laughs> it is? That, you know, that satisfying feeling when you toss a water balloon back and forth between your two hands. Oh, sure. I do that with my tyrene. Okay. Yeah. Is it, is it like I one like of those water weenies? I like to go buy like, a, like an $18 bowl of pasta. Uh-huh. No, <laughs> just, I was, I was just, just thinking, like, I've, I've often had the thought, like, if I, if if I were rich enough to have like rich eccentricities, what would they be? And I think maybe this would be one of them. Yeah, you could maybe like bathe in a whole like, oh, you know, it'd be really cool. Like a whole bathtub full of like capellini. Yes. Un- oh. Unsauced capellini, just kind of slithery and you could like lie down in it. I, I think, I don't think you'd need to be rich to do this. Just weird. <laughs> just weird. I think that you could get it trapped in places though. Like places on your body or places in your tub or both? Both. Okay. Can I, uh, on a related note, Uh-oh. can I tell you a really funny story? Okay, I think so. So last night I, I, I brought my daughter home from school. We stopped at the grocery store. We're coming out of the grocery store and she starts limping on one foot. <laughs> I, said, I said, June, is your shoe hurting? And she goes... No, I put a bead in my shoe. <laughs> and she and her friends have been doing this lately, like putting a bead in their shoe to remember each other by when oh, they leave school at the end so of the day. Kids are so cute and dumb. No, but hold on, Carrie, it gets better. <laughs> then she says to me, we're walking through the grocery store parking lot. She's limping on one foot. And she says to me, I have a coin in my underwear today. <laughs> and I said, um. I said, you do? And she said, yeah, I didn't have a pocket. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to lose it. I brought it from home. So things move along. This is not the first time, by the Uh way, that she's put a coin in an article of clothing to take it somewhere with her. Okay. But anyway, later she's in the bathroom getting ready for bed and uh, uh, she takes off her pants and it's like a few seconds before you hear the sound of a coin hitting the floor. (laughs) And then there's probably like another 30 seconds and then you hear another coin hit the floor. Oh, (laughs) no. 
she had a penny and a dime in her underwear and they must have gotten stuck to her somehow. And then, then my partner is like, June, wow, were those and both? Then, and then there your- was a hundred. <laughs> no, my partner's like, June, were those both in your underwear? And she goes, yeah, and I also have this. And she reaches around and pulls out a dollar bill. <laughs> oh, sorry. For, sorry to spoil the story. <laughs> Folded up, and I, I don't know uh, what, what's happening. I don't know. <laughs> but imagine what would happen if she were to bathe in a bathtub full of capellini. Imagine right. the things that that she would be carrying around with her. Is it possible she's some kind of golden goose? <laughs> And then her explanation when when yeah. we when we asked her why she had all this money in her underwear, she said, "Well, I didn't have a pocket." Well, I mean, it's true. Women's clothing <laughs> should have more pockets. It's true, and and five year olds' clothing should have more pockets yes. because a five year old never knows when they're going to need a penny, a dime, and a folded up dollar yep. bill. And also, the explanation is always, "I'm a kid. I'm weird." <laughs> It was so great. Yeah, recently, uh, my daughter, who's 14, um, told me that uh, she she and her friend at school called it, call it each other Janice and other Janice. Neither of them is named Janice. Oh, my gosh. That is so teenager. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we all had, um, I had a friend in middle school whose name was Jennifer, and she wanted to be called Stormy. Nice. Yeah. Isn't that super middle school? Yeah, God, I like I it. I love that. Yeah, I had friends named Talia Rini and Talia Telly. <laughs> Tyree. I'm trying to bring it back around to uh, the topic. Angel Hair. Yeah, 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 I had a friend named Angel Hair. Yeah, your first girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, hold on. I want to get some water. I okay. am parched. Yeah. Okay, so I talked about Capellini, uh-huh. the Capellini of my youth. Um, you know, of course, there was like spaghetti. I mostly remember spaghetti. Uh, yeah, I definitely okay. knew what fettuccine and linguine were. I don't think I knew what tagliatelle and pappardelle were. I think that at some point in my 20s when I, I, I don't know, when I was like starting to get into into food and mm-hmm. into cooking, I think I, I thought pappardelle was like the coolest stuff ever. Because there's I, something, it's, yeah. it's really a different eating experience. It really is. Like it, it's at like some these, point a difference of quantity becomes a difference in kind yes it, it wow matthew <laughs> Woo, that was deep um no it's like so wide and floppy it's and- so wide and floppy <laughs> you're just smiling <laughs> okay all right so anything else you want to say about pappardelle before we get back to talking about pappardelle and other- before <laughs> before i am like go in and, and uh pull out the thing the part where you said it's so wide and floppy and, and just like plaster it all over the internet um memory lane wise no i don't think so yeah i i mostly mostly my memory of long pastas as a kid is i remember going to my friend ben's house and his mom would always make spaghetti with meat sauce which consisted of surprisingly al dente spaghetti uh jarred pasta sauce and ground beef and it was the best Wow. Uh, you know, I feel like maybe we should change the name of this show to Uh-oh. Long Pastas. Long Pastas. Okay. Instead of but Pasta then, Widths. Okay. But then we got to get, we got to talk about like a Fusilli buc- Bucati. Oh, God. And we got to talk about Bucatini. Yes. Never mind. No, we're talking about Pasta Widths. <laughs> yeah, Never if mind. If the pasta has like a ruffle or a curl or, uh, or a hole in the middle, or, forget or, it. Or That'll ridges. be a separate episode. Uh-huh. No. Okay. Yes, horns. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. So, yeah. hold on, Matthew. Yes. So, you wrote down a list here from skinny to wide off the top of your head. Yes, we I, pulled, I pulled eight hairs off the top of my head. Some were skinny, some were wide. Matthew, just start the list. I know, that's ridiculous. I don't have any hairs no, on the top of my don't. head. 
Capellini slash angel hair. Mm-hmm. The uh, Capellini translates to little hairs. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've just discussed those. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, spaghettini. Which is like the, the middle step between Capellini and spaghetti. Yep. So I do buy this, and I use it for one purpose, which is to, it's great for making a skillet pasta where you're going to kind of cook the pasta in the sauce. Ah. Like when I make uh, spaghetti carbonara, I usually do it that way because it's easy and the and the starch that the pasta gives up to the cooking water like makes it that much thicker and silkier. And so why wouldn't you use spaghetti? Um, because it takes longer to cook and it's really hard to get it not like floppy and soggy for some reason compared to thin spaghetti. Interesting. I don't know why. Okay, so spa- it's it's not bad if you use spaghetti. Okay. So spaghettini like how long would you say that cooks spaghetti's like 10 to 11 minutes? Yeah, so I mean it takes longer when you're cooking it in the sauce in a skillet, but like in a in a pot of water like I don't know 7 minutes, 6 okay. or 7 minutes depending on the brand and your preferences. I've never Wait a minute. I get what you're saying now. So you would cook the pasta from start to finish in the sauce. Yeah. It's not like you would boil it and then move it when it's like just al dente into No, the and sauce. I think I think that's something you should pretty much always do. But also sometimes I cook the pasta in the sauce because that's how I roll. That's cool. Oh, it's one of the coolest things I do. <laughs> like, <laughs> I walk down the street and ladies are like, you're the guy who cooks his pasta in the sauce. Oh, my God. Would you please? <laughs> Can just... I touch your angel hair? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They want to touch your first girlfriend. <laughs> Would you write down a recipe that where you cook the pasta entirely in the sauce? Okay. And, yes. I mean, I feel like you mean there write, was... write it down right now. <laughs> Okay. No, I feel like there was a recipe a number of years ago in like Bon Appetit magazine or something where it was like they were doing a whole thing on like quick pastas and they did a pasta where it was entirely cooked in the pan, but it wasn't very good. Okay. When I when I I make it, it's good. Okay. Okay. So spaghettini. All right. I'm going to have to try buying that when I try your cooked entirely in Mm -hmm. the sauce pasta. Okay. Uh, Spaghetti. Have you heard of this? Yes, I've heard of it. Spaghetti. Okay. So the pasta shapes I tend to keep at home are spaghetti and either fusilli or uh, or penne. Short fusilli or long fusilli? Short fusilli. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's a good question. What what are the pastas that I tend to keep? Spaghetti, some kind of lasagna, usually no-boil lasagna. Really? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because it cooks up quite similar to like homemade lasagna, like freshly rolled lasagna noodles, and you don't have to do anything. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, and penne, penne regatta. Okay. Those, those are the three I think you'll always find. Okay. In my in my pasta pantry. Well, I tend to use spaghetti for you know the old classic children's favorite, uh, like spaghetti with butter and parmesan, uh-huh. or just spaghetti with butter. Um, I tend to do um, Marcella. When you, when you said the old fashioned children's favorite, what popped into my head was <laughs> Anne of Green Gables. <laughs> I was, thinking, I, I was thinking twinkle, twinkle. Uh, yeah, there we go. Lit. Okay, anyway. Um, oh, spaghetti means thin string or twine, by the way. Oh, okay, cool. I tend to make Marcella Hazan's tomato sauce with butter and onion and just do yes. that on spaghetti. Of course, spaghetti and meatballs. I don't tend to buy the flat shapes that we're about to get into a lot. Oh, I definitely buy like, some of them. I tend to buy these extruded ones, these round ones. Um, but we'll we'll get into this. I think the flat ones are among the very best pastas to eat f- as fresh pasta. Yes. 
which not that they're bad as dried pasta, but that's where fresh pasta really shines. So I don't buy them as much either, but I definitely do sometimes. And so, okay, so like linguine, which is the the, the skinniest of, of flat pastas yeah, that I'm also, thinking Yeah, also, I of. never talked about what I did with my spaghetti. Oh, I'm sorry. Talk about what you do with your spaghetti. Because uh, I served it today. I made a spaghetti a la matriciana mm-hmm. with uh, pancetta, tomato, onion, mm-hmm. and a little red chili flakes. It was so tasty. Thank you. It was really good. Oh, and pecorino romano. Yes. Awesome. Uh, so, yeah, we'll definitely, I'll definitely give that recipe. Okay, cool. Uh, linguine? You were, you were talking linguine. linguine. Okay, so linguine means, uh, so it's from the, uh, it has the Latin root uh, for tongue. Oh, Ling- so it's lingua. like, what, why? It's, which is also related to <laughs> language. The, but the, does it really look like tongues at all? It doesn't look like tongues. Whose tongue looks like that? Um, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like the the angel hair, like really looks like the hair of of, of angels. Yes. <laughs> um, and like, but but then again, I mean, I, I don't know. If, if my pasta like, is called linguini, I want it to literally from? look like a person's tongue. <laughs> Can you imagine that is, tossing, I, I am tossing imagining that with it tomato and sauce? It is terrifying, <laughs> right? Maybe it was first made from like a beef tongue that they had boiled and then cut into tiny strips. I think that's very likely. I think I'm right on to that's something. That's where pasta originated. So linguine, I think of like, um, is is linguine something that usually goes with clams? Yeah, I like definitely. Like vongole? I definitely, that was the first thing that came to mind for me too. Okay. Um, I love uh, dry linguine. I like how it, it kind of meshes with itself in a diff- very different way from spaghetti. It has like kind of like a looser I, looser knit. I feel like I need to to make it. I I I have not I don't think I've ever cooked linguine. Cuz the commercial linguine is sort of a hybrid between a flat pasta and a round pasta cuz it's not really it doesn't really look like it was cut from a flat sheet. It's sort of oval in cross section. Really? Yeah. For the most part. Interesting. I recommend it. Okay. This might not be true for every brand. So what else do you do with it? Why would you choose it over spaghetti? It's just got a different texture, and I like to mix things up. Do you Specifically, I like to mix linguine up with sauce. I mean, some of these these flat pastas, don't they tend to have, like, a different exterior texture that holds the sauce differently from, like, an extruded pasta? I guess it depends on the extruded pasta and what kind of... What kind of what whether kind you use of, like the bronze dyes yeah, or the or the steel yeah, dyes is that yeah, right? Yeah, um, I think yeah I think there is some truth to that. I mean, every pasta shape is different from every other pasta Why shape. Why are they right? called dyes? Uh, that I don't know. Me neither. But I mean, like a like a you know a plate that uh, with a cutout that something's extruded through is is always called a die. I think. Oh. Right. I don't know. <laughs> Oh, so like on a meat grinder, would that that plate that I, has? I thought you were going to ask that, and I don't know the answer. I, I call that a plate. Okay, cool. I'm gonna I'm gonna find this out. By yeah. God. Okay. 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 So okay, linguine. You like to eat it with sauce? Yes. Cool. I do. Um, I think linguine is really good with like like buttery and creamy sauces. I don't tend to think of it with tomato sauces, but there's no reason it's bad with tomato sauces. Hmm. Interesting. So, so tagliatelle, which is next on our list. Yeah, so that's that's where we cross the line into it's clearly flat, cut from a sheet. Okay, yeah, and um, and, and the verb tagliare is to cut. There we go. Yes, clearly, I I intuitively know Italian. And so, 
so tagliatelle is often with bolognese. Yeah, so that's that's the one one of these the one of these that is most closely associated with a place because like tagliatelle is the favorite pasta of, of Emilia Bologna. Romagna. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and it goes with bolognese sauce, which we did an episode so on. Does right? it have a different kind of wheat? Is there like a particular type of wheat they are using in Emilia Romagna? So. Romagna. Um, I I think Emilia Romagna. <laughs> Is it a yeah or a it's a nah? yeah. It's yeah. it's totally a yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I I think there is variation in wheat from southern Italy to northern Italy, mm-hmm. but I I couldn't tell you who's using the harder wheat and who's using the softer wheat. I'm sure there are lots and lots of debates and discussions about what kind of flour is is the only official one you can use in Emilia Romagna to make tagliatelle. And those are discussions we are not going to have on this show. But maybe we'll have them on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast. So so tagliatelle in terms of width is a lot like fettuccine. It is a lot like fettuccine, maybe a little skinnier, right? I I think so. I don't. I mean, know. I put it below fettuccine on the on the skinny to wide list, but I don't know if that's always the case. I do know for sure that there there is a standard measure of tagliatelle, like recognized by the the Bolognese yes. pasta people organization. I don't know what the how, what that is in millimeters. Okay, and then fettuccine. fettuccine. Yeah, I, I've been really also, falling saying, down t- on my tagliatelle with bolognese when made well is is like justifiably one of the world's best dishes. When are you going to make it again? <laughs> <laughs> Not right now. I already made you Amatricia. What do you want from me? I, I, I want you to make your bolognese You again. never it's bring so me good. plump angel hairs like I asked. I don't also bring you flowers anymore. That's true. Um, okay, so, but fettuccine, I really like the name of this one. It means little ribbons. Oh, that's sweet. Which is really sweet and, and really captures the fact that this is a definitely flat ribbony situation. Yeah, my, my first girlfriend, Angel Hair, used to wear <laughs> little fettuccine in her hair. Ah, puppy love. (laughs) Was it grain fettuccine or satin fettuccine? Now I don't know what you're... I want to play along. Talking about ribbons. These are types of ribbons? Yeah, when I was a kid in the 80s, when you were also a kid, we used to wear ribbons sometimes around our ponytails and stuff. And grain was the kind that it, it, it was woven a certain way so that there were almost like little stripes in it, ridges. Did all girls know these terms? Yeah, I think so. Grain ribbon versus like satin ribbon. Wow. Like I... So satin ribbon would be very smooth, wouldn't have like a sort of tooth to it. Grain ribbon would come untied less easily. I mean, most of my friends grip. were girls even then, but they never let me in on this grain <laughs> thing. <laughs> I would have wanted to know this stuff. I There was a period of time, I think I was like seven or eight, and I was. Um, this was when pegging your jeans was a thing uh-huh. you did. And I remember my family went on vacation, and I pretty much wore the exact same outfit every day of the vacation. Nice. And it was pegged jeans, mm-hmm. Keds sneakers, and I had put those things that look like little corkscrews, those little like elastic corkscrews through the the lace holes instead of laces. Do you remember those? Yes. And they were like neon colors. So my Keds, my pegged jeans, and a spree sweatshirt that was like navy blue and set a spree on it. And then I would wear my hair in a ponytail with this ribbon that was like alternating white and blue stripes. And there was some sort of a design in the white part. Wow. So we'll post a photo of that, (laughs) spillmilkpodcast.com. 
No, we won't. I don't. I don't have one. Oh. But anyway, yeah, ribbon. Then you're just gonna have to recreate the outfit. Okay. Uh, anyway, okay. But this brings us around to to uh, Papardelle, that wonderful, magical, floppy, truly almost tongue like pasta. Yeah, this is the one that should be called fettuccine. This one could like really now, slap you. Interestingly enough, this I just realized this. We we've just gotten to the the final one on the list, and the uh, we went from the controversial angel hair to I think Pap- Papardelli is also a little bit controversial because huh. of these like these are the only ones that I've seen like food writers say you know this pasta shape is bullshit. Really? Yeah, I've seen some anti Papardelli propaganda. Do people really care this much? Of course, people care about everything. I mean, I love food. <laughs> I do not care about stuff like this. No, it's really important that we all agree on which are the good pasta shapes and which are the do evil you, pasta shapes. Did you shapes. ever read Bill Buford's book, Heat? Yes. Do you remember a portion in it when he like goes down this rabbit hole of looking or of like wondering when egg was first yes. introduced to pasta? That was the point at which I was like, I have stopped enjoying this book. I am done. Yeah, I didn't care either. Yeah, I was like, please get on with it. Who cares? <laughs> well, I mean, I, it sounds like you care a lot about this now. <laughs> well, no, I, I was like almost just like, wow, incensed. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, so you weren't incensed. This by, show is full of my fiery the, rants. The rampant sexism throughout the book, but you were upset about I, who put the egg in the pasta. <laughs> I had not been. Um, you weren't woke. I was not woke. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, no, all that stuff just went straight over my head. Sure. Me too. So, Papardelli, I think of duck ragu. Oh, like, my God. What? Really? <laughs> yes. Or like a lamb ragu, like a, yeah, like a chunky-ass ragu. Think, I guess I think of a chunky-ass ragu. I think of lamb ragu. I think of rabbit ragu. <laughs> Oh my God, we're such terrible people. Yeah, I yeah we think these of, all sound great. I, oh, wild boar. Yes, for real game is what we're thinking of. We're thinking oh, of game we ragus. We are so game. Chunky ass game we, ragus. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Just Chun- write writing that down. Chunky. <laughs> Just in case. Chunky ass game ragus. <laughs> um. I don't know if I've actually had a rabbit ragu. I've had like a... I mean, I've had one in a restaurant. Yeah, I, I've eaten rabbit in a restaurant, but I don't think it was in ragu form. Um, I've tried cooking rabbit once at home, and it was not good. I mean, I think it's one of those things that... Oh, yeah, I've never tried making dif- Difficult to do really well. Mm-hmm. So, in general... Um, well, I don't tend to buy fresh pasta as much. Do you? Uh, no, I don't. I... I always think like I should make fresh pasta and then I don't. Do you know what is was my most satisfying memory of fresh pasta? What? <laughs> so, oh my god, you look so irritated with me. <laughs> so when I was like 20 and I worked in the prepared food section at a Whole Foods uh-huh. in California. Oh yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, sometimes when I would work the morning shift, like the opening shift, which was 6am to 2pm and the store didn't open till like 8 a.m., there would be this wonderful, quiet window of time between 6 and 8. When <laughs> That's were... when you would put your hand in all the fresh pasta. <laughs> Everybody's fresh pasta. <laughs> no, um, it, you know, there were no customers in the store. They would turn the music up a little bit louder, 
And usually, I think it was like every other day, there was a delivery of fresh pasta from this pasta company nearby. Sure. And it would be the job of the opener to get out the scale and portion the fresh pasta into, you know, four ounce portions. Yes. And then swirl it into a nest shape. Yes. Before putting it into its like little styrofoam tray and wrapping it with plastic wrap or whatever we were doing to it. Oh my gosh. Portioning and making nests out of this fresh pasta it was so satisfying i can Im- i want to do it oh my gosh and and like early in the morning in this this like interesting sort of behind the scenes world that you don't usually get to see yeah. like when 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 the whole like store is waking up i was i loved that we've lost touch with with uh you know Getting our hands into our work, <laughs> into our fresh pasta, into our fresh pasta. Yeah, I haven't found a good I've way lost to get touch my with hands going around just of... putting my hands in things without asking. Do you remember the scene in in Amelie where she's plunging her hand into like uh, you know bags full of beans yeah. and stuff? Like God, that's so satisfying. Yeah, I. You know what? We could go in together on like a real big bag of beans and just <laughs> just plunge just to plunge our what, hands into. Does it, it. Could it be pasta instead? <laughs> Well, no, because that's rough, and it's not, like, cool and round. But I wanted to touch the angel hair. Oh. Well, what I about your girlfriend? She didn't let you touch her? No. Oh. <laughs> this is, wait, this is a made-up person. Why did I say no? <laughs> no, no. God, man, you could have done anything you wanted. It was your fantasy. That's right. Okay, well, I blew that one. Um, the time in my life when I ate the most fresh pasta was when there was a branch of the local chain pasta and company on Broadway near my house in mm-hmm. Seattle. Mm-hmm. And their fresh pasta is very good. Uh, and I would get it, bring it home all the time. And wow. uh, now I don't. Yeah, okay. Those were the days. So, but I do still have a, a cranky, cranky pasta maker around here somewhere. And it's surprisingly easy to make pasta. I know. It's so easy. I don't know why we don't do this all the time. It's, uh, there, there's some sort of mental barrier there. Yeah, like, I, I hear you. Yep. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm going to start doing it because we all know that's not true. Except when you make me my tagliatelle bolognese. Yes, I'll make you your bolognese. Okay, cool. Uh, I mean, I did I'll make- bring you some grow green ribbon. Oh, thanks. Okay, great. Yeah. It's a deal. It's an even trade. I mean, I did make that bolognese from scratch for our bolognese episode. You did, and I want it again. It was very tasty. Yes. Okay. Uh, That's probably the best original recipe we've published on the show, like, that was developed for the show. Was Was that developed by you? Um, well, I mean, I basically took two other people's recipes and, and Banged smushed them, them together. together. But, I mean, that's all creating a recipe is, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Oh, my God. We are going to get some hate mail now. <laughs> Woo! I, mean, I credited the people. Yeah. I, I, that's what counts. I have made uh, a couple different bolognese's, and, and I'm still searching. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Yep. Um, and well, I'm going to find it with or without you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You're gonna, you know where you're going to find it, don't you? In God's country? Oh, no, where the streets have no name, which is also God's country. Yeah. It's a Red Hill mining town. <laughs> oh, it's over One Tree Hill. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> well, got to exit. <laughs> oh, my God. The only thing, well, hold on. Oh, my God. We didn't fit in running to stand still. Or mothers of the disappeared. Or mothers of the disappeared. <laughs> well, that, that would pop in my wires. head. I'm like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Through your wires. I couldn't find that yeah. one either. Well, I mean, wires are like long pasta. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com where we'll post those recipes. We said we were going to post something about a pasta cooked in a skillet, right? Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and uh, your amatriciana. Yep, and a picture of uh, Molly in her uh, no. 80s getup. No. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Uh, where we recently <laughs> posted a video of me doing the the worm? No, the <laughs> the body wave. The body wave. <laughs> not that's not what it's called, but doing some move. Yeah, hey, if you watched the video, would you come on Facebook at facebook.com slash smill if you watched the video, would you please come to our Facebook Facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast and tell us what it's called? Is oh, yeah. it the wave? Is it the Alternatively, you could leave a comment on the video and tell us what it's called on <laughs> Instagram. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I don't I know how these things work media either. Genius. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, should we should we try and work in all the titles from um, Rattle and Hum? <laughs> oh, I'm not as good at that one. <laughs> or uh, or Octung Baby. The, oh yeah. man, you know Matthew, you do have mysterious ways of uh-huh. making bolognese. I'm the fly. I don't remember. <laughs> That's what, I love that album. <laughs> I, I'll, maybe I'll listen to that one on the way home. Uh huh. Um, I recently went to Joshua Tree for the first time. Oh right, and How so was that? the entire way there and the entire way back, I listened to the like the Joshua Tree the um, album, and it was so good. God, I love the song "Trip Through Your Wires." Oh, it's great. I uh, this is a very self serving question that we can cut out. But did you find that my description of the Joshua Tree in my in my novel was accurate to your I experience? I think I'm going to have to go back and read your novel okay. again. It had been too long. Yeah, I've only been there once. I loved it. It was really, really beautiful and so just different from anything I'd ever seen before. So everyone, listen to You Two's The Joshua Tree, read my novel, Our Secret Better Lives. Uh, do you have anything to plug, Molly? Um, not yet. I'm working on <laughs> okay, it. Okay, great. And uh, find us, uh, you already, we already said the Facebook, we already said the Instagram, we already said the website. Please leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or the like. Mm-hmm. Um, and until next time, um, I, I wrote down chunky ass game ragu because I was like, oh, that's funny. Maybe I could work that into the closing joke, but there's nothing else to say about it. No, I, I feel like, man, our closing joke was was the whole like Joshua Tree. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pretend we did that amazing riff at the end of the show instead of like four minutes before the end of the show. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. People think you are awesome. Yeah, like my mom (laughs) and the person who says, I love your enthusiasm. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.